This is the Indesa Members Memo, a podcast of the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. Indesa is 100% member-owned and is your industry voice. This episode of the Indesa Members Memo is sponsored by Orisure Technologies. Orisure offers testing products for drugs of abuse and alcohol. The Intercept Oral Fluid Drug Test is the first and only FDA-cleared oral fluid laboratory-based drug test for the nine most requested drugs of abuse. Intercept is simple to use with an easy collection procedure and a collection time of only five minutes. While being the number one recognized brand in laboratory-based oral fluid testing since 2000, the specimen is collected on-site but is then sent to a lab for testing. Companies get the convenience and immediacy of oral fluid testing, but also solid and defensible lab results. You don't sacrifice the accuracy of reliability of your current testing program. You simply eliminate the need to collect urine. Indesa is proud to have Orisher as our first official sponsor of the Indesa Members Memo podcast. Thank you, Orisher. Check out their website at www.orisher.com. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Indesa Members Memo Podcast. My name is Joe McGuire, and I am the Executive Director for the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. And we're so excited to have you listening today, uh, but we are even a little bit more excited this morning to be interviewing Mr. John Burgos. Welcome, John. Well, good morning, Joe. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So um, John is with Accredited Drug Testing. Are you the vice president? Is that your title? Yes, uh, amongst many others, but my main <laughs> <Yeah>. title is. <laughs> I thought it would be pretty safe with that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that one for today's audience, maybe in a later podcast. We can discuss okay. some other. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. And um, you have also been an Indesa board member since its founding. Um, And you stepped up right away. And when we were just forming in 2018, you were our treasurer, you were our webmaster, you created our entire website, every form, every, if someone registered, joined, uh, came to the conference, Anything that they touched had the John Burgos stamp on it, correct? Oh, yes. And thank the Lord that's not anymore. But yes, <laughs> yes that sounds just about right. It was a very, very exciting time and uh, mm-hmm. very challenging, but again, mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. It was amazing. Yeah. And it's still amazing. So definitely. it is. Yeah. I mean, what we have managed to do, can you believe, John, that, um, that this spring will be four years since we launched four years. I mean, I just can't hardly wow. believe that. Um, cause I, I, mean, I, yeah, yeah. I did all the paperwork, um, in 2017. I mean, we actually, the steering committee was meeting and, and, um, gearing up and I believe, mm-hmm. I believe it was December of, of 2017 and here we are. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. So, yeah. I was just saying the other day, yeah, it's almost December now, but wow. Just think about it. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. We could not have done it without you in any way, shape, or form. We would not be where we are without you, um, because you were absolutely a workhorse, and and we were all volunteering. Even then, I was the volunteer chairman. You were volunteering your time, one hundred percent, and and we just still did our day jobs. How did we do that? I don't know. 
We were young then. But if we could, yeah, four years has definitely changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. If I could, if I could bottle it up and go back and sell it, I would. But yes. Uh, yeah. And you had a baby on the way. <laughs> I don't yes, know how you yes, honestly. Yes. Uh, we just did that on a wing and a prayer. Um, but mm -hmm. thank you so much for your contributions. And um, so you do. You are down in uh, Florida in the Orlando area. Uh, with accredited yeah. drug testing. Um, I always say one of the largest drug testing providers in the nation, mm -hmm. Mr. Greer corrects me and says, excuse me, that would be the largest. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> but, yes. um, you know, I have been, uh, I, well, I've had the privilege several times to come down and spend time in the office and, and do some training with you guys and, uh, you know, just hover about, um, I used to have a spare office down there, but I think it's occupied now. So um, uh, now my office is the conference room, but um, I, wanted, I really wanted to talk with you a little bit um, because, you know, we have weekly town halls. You're usually too slammed to get there. I think every now and then I see your face pop up and then as soon as the calls start rolling in, you've got to <laughs> run and take care of whatever emergency. But we, you know, weekly we're on town halls and people are, are discussing, you know, problems and issues and we keep having this problem and that problem all across the board and we'll get to some of them in a minute. But mm -hmm. um, you, you know that quite regularly I have reached out to you to say, what do you do about this problem? How do you handle mm -hmm. this? What do you guys do when this happens? Or... John, are you seeing this happen because of the sheer volume that you guys mm. handle? Um, and probably 90% of the time, if not more, your response is we don't have that issue. And it is almost always because your people are trained so well that they just, they don't cause those problems. And I'm sure when you farm out to third-party collections, you've got some of the same headaches. But oh, yeah. when, when it comes to your people in-house, you run a pretty tight ship, and it's a large ship. Mm -hmm. And that can only, in my mind, be attributed to training. Um, and my understanding is you are the primary trainer at um, ADT. Is that correct? Would you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, the... Mr. Greer, and it's a beautiful thing to have the support of, you know, your boss, the company president to, mm -hmm. to buy into that training aspect of it, because without that, we wouldn't be where we are today. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it may sound like a cliche or, you know, everyone says it, mm -hmm. but it is, it is kind of uh, validating, you know, that we get calls uh, from, and to name nameless, doesn't matter, but other collection sites, uh, other companies that are doing collections and say, Hey, what do we do when this happens? Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That, and that's pretty amazing that, you know, not only the front receptionist can answer that, you know, uh, but everyone else here can answer that. So yeah, definitely hundred percent about training and then making sure that, you know, it's consistent and everyone's on the same page and, and, and most importantly, getting the right information, right. not just half of the information. And you mentioned something there that's key that I know Jim uh, Greer really believes in, that when, when you guys answer your phone, even the front desk staff can answer that question immediately. So many times uh, 
I have called a place and I've said, hey, do you guys do um, DOT five panel and breath alcohol testing? And the person that answers the phone is like, I don't know, hang on, let me ask someone. And I'm like, wait, you're a drug testing company. How do you not know? And, yes. and what happens is it wastes your time. It mm. wastes their time. Because imagine they have to go find someone to ask and that person's getting interrupted where this should be a pretty basic you know, situation. Um, yeah. Don't want to get off track because I, I have so many questions I want to ask you, but um, back in the day when I was in school safety and we would talk about everyone on the property needs to know what to do in case of an event, you know, mm -hmm. that that's uh, like a safety requires a safety response. We would say if you have a substitute teacher that day, if you have a janitor on site, you at least need a little flip card that you can hand them so they know you know, there's no question about how to protect these kids in case of an event. You guys kind of treat drug testing that way. Like nobody yeah. in the building <laughs> oh. cannot answer a question, right? That's and, it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I yeah, that is a that is a our goal anyway. You know, it yeah. takes time. Yeah, but definitely, definitely the mission. But you move at a speed where you don't have time for people to walk down the hall and ask someone mm -hmm. about you know whatever. It, you've got to go, and yeah. um, so. So your training process is pretty thorough and you are the primary trainer, correct? Yes, yes. I've tried in the past to uh, uh, divvy that information out and, and say, hey, let me relieve myself of that duty. But, um, and it's not to say anything negative about any of my other staff, but it's just, mm -hmm. it's kind of my baby. Yeah. I started it. So I've kind of mm -hmm. just want to, to, to always kind of have a little dab of my toe in the water, so to speak, mm -hmm. even though I may not be doing every session. Right. But I do, I do the first and I do the last, mm -hmm. at least that's my main thing to make sure that all the points are hit and, and right. kind of, you know, just, just to let them know that I'm there because, you know, we talked about it earlier, you know, I'm the vice president, but I, I, that's just a title in my mm -hmm. company. We're all, we're all family. We all do the same job and I don't want them to feel that my doors never open. So right. no matter where I'm at, I always touch base with them in the beginning and at the end of the training, just to make sure that, you know, we're all set mm -hmm. up for success. And now, I know that you are um, a compliance guy, and, and I think people that are in our industry, they immediately go, oh, that tells me a lot about John, because there are those of us that are the compliance geeks. Mm -hmm. We live, eat, breathe, and sleep compliance. That's what we love, and so we're nerds about the rules, mm -hmm. and you know, we usually can find where the, where the <laughs> citation yeah. is or whatever, um, and and there, so there's that piece of it that makes you a good trainer mm -hmm. and helps your staff because you're going to impart to them. But mm -hmm. what are some of the other pieces in your secret sauce? I mean, do you require them to read 49 part 40? How long is your training? Certainly you mm -hmm. don't get them up, st standing up, able to answer the phone in a half a day. Because I mm -hmm. think personally, mm -hmm. I think you've alluded to two things that are very key that people miss. And that is that Mr. Greer supports your training model, which tells me he's willing to invest in it, which mm -hmm. tells me you don't do it in an afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us are putting people in front of a, um, a computer where you can get a collector certificate in an hour mm -hmm. and go. Yeah. And it doesn't, that's not a recipe for success. So what's what what are some of the things you would recommend that that require thorough learning 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's a, how long do we have? No, um, I'll try to be as brief as I can. And, you know, mm -hmm. if there's any questions that come up out of this, and I'm more than happy to uh, talk to anyone offline about it. But mm -hmm. um, the most important thing, the, our kind of model is, is very simple. Um, you know, obviously, we, you know, starts at the hiring process. We try to find the right fit mm -hmm. for our quote unquote family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, we want to make sure that we bring individuals that have the same mindset of ours uh, that, uh, you know, enjoy customer service, enjoy helping people, enjoy family time, uh, mm -hmm. you know, off topic. But an example, you know, we probably wouldn't offer a position to someone who didn't want to come to company functions. That's mm -hmm. a big deal for us. So that mindset of bringing the same mindset of people on board mm -hmm. kind of starts there. Um, our training process really uh, collectors is about on um, pace. We don't train people to be collectors. So about three to six months after they're on board. Wow. We, yeah. We, we, we have a pipeline. Everyone's trained eventually, mm -hmm. but that's the time frame. We spent the first two weeks with them in classroom style setting uh, with uh, Mr. Greer, uh, myself, and then the supervisors will bring them into, we created a tr little training room in the mm -hmm. back room, if you're familiar with, uh, you know, you've been to our office, but mm -hmm. where we have live hands-on training with, you know, the major issues, how to answer the phones, how to process a credit card, really nothing to do with collections, so to speak, but how to service our clients, you know, if they call in for certain mm -hmm. items, because in the beginning, we want them to be able to at least, you know, know how to find out who our clients are, how to find out if their results are in, how to point them in the right direction and be that quote unquote, just that customer service face. Mm -hmm. And so after that, you know, two weeks or so, you know, learning curve of some people learn faster than others, mm -hmm. then we'll transition them into, um, we have weekly meetings that we do uh, where all the staff uh, is done. Our, our weekly meetings are, are every Tuesday where we bring every staff member in, no matter what shift they work full-time or part-time. And we have a meeting where we discuss, you know, items or issues that we're having in the industry whether it's, uh, you know, when the new uh, CCF was coming out, we talked mm -hmm. about that and how we could impact, you know, our clients getting results faster and things of that nature. So we talk about topics like that. We allow them to physically have a voice, mm -hmm. for lack of better words. We go around the table and say, hey, Bob, Sally, Sue, John, Doug, what, what challenges have you had this week on calls or scheduling things? Or what topics do you want to talk about next week um, that maybe we need a little bit more understanding and they'll maybe list a service or the clearing house or, you know, uh, collection processes and whatnot. So that weekly meeting helps me plan out the next week's meeting where we'll take a good 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes longer, depending on the topic to cover those issues for the staff. Because wow. so it creates that buy-in for them where, you know, it's not just talk. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we bring them in, we talk about what they, what they need, what they want to learn about, and then we schedule a time to talk about it, whether it's going to be that following Friday, like, for example, if it's a big enough topic, uh, one topic was a clearinghouse. Mm -hmm. We split it up on two Fridays. One Friday, we bought half the staff in. I spoke to them for about two to three hours to give them a br brief overview and then had lunch and swapped the second staff in. Um, so I think doing things like that and being structured and allowing them to partake in their learning journey mm -hmm. is important. Now, you know, like everything else, some people, eh, nothing, but then they get the confidence to say, oh, well, John, John said something or Doug said something or Alexis said something. Maybe I should, now I feel comfortable to ask. 
Um, so that's, again, it's ongoing. That's every week. Uh, the opportunity's there. Sometimes we, we have an ex uh, extensive course or, or training on it, or we don't. Um, from there, then we, um, three to six months, we schedule our classes out for who needs to be trained and who we feel is ready. Mm -hmm. And I think I like that because it, uh, by that time, they should be pretty well versed on the basics. Because, gotcha. you know, what's a five panel? What's DOT? What's a consortium? You know, the, mm -hmm. the general. And they've, what, they've been when. hearing it, right? Exactly. So, so they've been hearing it there. It's in context. Mm -hmm. Okay. In context. They've called collection sites. So they, they're pretty much almost, if you picture a Flintstone car, the ground's running and they're, they're full speed ahead as far as their daily job with answering calls, customer service and scheduling tests. So when we put them through the training course, we utilize, uh, quite honestly, uh, we utilize uh, Jan. Jan's done several of our courses when I don't have time to do it. Mm -hmm. um, or we utilize um, the Indesa, uh, you know, e-learning portal as well. But we follow up with our own, you know, follow-up training after that. But we utilize that training, but we make them go through the steps. They have to do the pre-training. Uh, don't necessarily make them read part 40 from start to finish, but it is definitely referenced in the training of where they can find the answers. Mm -hmm. And in our office, we have it uh, ongoing tabbed out of where they can find questions to answers of not just searching to the whole, you know, to the whole um, regs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we put them through the training and that really opens their eyes because they've spent the last three to six months scheduling all these tests, hearing what's going on, why we got a test canceled. And then when we explain it to them, then the, then the light turns on and says, whoa, now it all makes sense. Gotcha. That's why what, when Quest calls here or, 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 or they say there was an insufficient quantity, that's why. Mm -hmm. it, this is what it means. So it kind of like, it, it kind of puts it all together. Right. Um, and, and, you know, and we do the normal, the, the training that, you know, they do the, the error-free mock collection. So nothing out of the ordinary with that. Um, mm -hmm. But it's really, I think, the, when we put them through the training mm -hmm. to be a collector, I it's important, is, yeah, you know, yeah. because it's not just, as you said, well, our policy is to have, you know, when we people talk about accreditation or things like that, well, we have everybody trained and certified. Okay, well, what does that mean? Does that mean you put them through a one hour course, like you said, and they pass, they quote unquote pass a test? Or do they really understand, know, buy into and practice the information? Right, right. You know, Which I is so key. Yeah, I can't have everybody trained and certified on day one because that's just not the way we roll. It, it's going to be three to six months. Yeah. And it, it has to be that way. You know, you know um, that is something that I have never heard of before, but it makes total sense to me um, because uh, I have time and time and time again. Uh, well, let, let's, let's kind of take a step back into like 10, 11 years ago for me, mm -hmm. I was working with a small collection site relatively, but they had decided to franchise out. Okay. And I became really quickly <clears throat> the corporate trainer. I, I love training and I've done it in every job I've ever done. So it's, you know, had 20 years of experience of training. Mm -hmm. What did I know about drug and alcohol testing? You know, well, I learned real fast, but mm -hmm. I, I, probably 18 months in, I, so I became the corporate trainer. My job was to train the franchisees. And these folks, now you, you, you and I are just talking about, <clears throat> you know, um, people that you hire in your facility, you guys have a call center, so they work that, they, you know, and then they eventually mm -hmm. become collectors. We were hiring people to run their own 
collection site when they yeah. got back home. And we would fly them in. We had this beautiful training center that we uh, built and we did six days. <clears throat> and mm -hmm. these folks were coming from other careers completely mm -hmm. outside of this. <clears throat> now, the probably the most successful one I ever had, he had at least been a truck driver. Okay. So he had taken the drug test. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he knew a little bit about the process. <laughs> yeah. But everyone else came in cold. And, and I remember one lady was an English teacher. And I mean, day one was drug test collections, DOT, mm -hmm. we spent all day. Day two was breath alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, we'd get into the other days about, you know, um, your branding and your marketing and you're mm -hmm. this and you're that, you're this and they're that. And, um, and then we ended up switching that because we thought, well, they're going home cold and the drug and alcohol testing is they mm -hmm. can't even remember it. So we switched it all around and we were doing all the other stuff on, on Monday through Thursday. And then Friday mm -hmm. and Saturday, they did their collector training and their breath alcohol training. So what happened, they'd go home and they would have to set up their whole site, mm -hmm. order all their materials. About a month later, they'd go, I don't remember a single thing you said to me. I don't know what I'm supposed mm. to do. And mm. then I'd have to fly out and we'd do the whole thing all over again. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I remember that English teacher for sure saying, I feel so stupid because I know I'm a smart woman. I taught high school English for 30 years. I can't grasp it, but it was too much. Yes. So it was too much. And, um, the, and then you're expecting them to completely stand on their own. And, and even me, when I got into the business, um, mm -hmm. the attitude in our mm -hmm. collection facility was throw you in the deep end of the water. You'll learn by experience like everyone else does. So what the way you learn is you get a fatal flaw. And exactly. a fatal flaw is a canceled test, but they're willing mm -hmm. to take that risk. Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, you know, you'll get a fatal flaw and then you'll learn not to do that next time. Mm -hmm. and, and you can imagine what you're saying is, an amount of the donors that walk in our door, their test is just going to get canceled because we're not going to train you well enough because that just learn yeah, it like everybody else does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I know that happens out there because I've been on the receiving mm -hmm. end of it. Yes. yes. <laughs> but what you are saying makes so much sense. I think mm -hmm. we, every place that I've ever come into contact with, mm -hmm. you walk in the door, there may be one day for paperwork, day two at a maximum is you start your urine collection training yeah. and and you go with the deep stuff so this is i think this is one of the keys to your success mm -hmm. is they are getting acclimated to this world mm -hmm. uh, before you trust uh and invest in that process so they at least have their bearings exactly. about them yeah, wow. I agree. okay and, that, and you know and i think and i'm sorry to cut you off i i, no, I think yeah. that to piggyback on what you're saying, it's, it's, it's more of, and again, because I came not from the drug testing industry, you mm -hmm. know, prior to, for those of you who know me, you know a little bit about it, but prior to the, to the drug testing industry, I was in the hospitality industry running restaurants for over 12 years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so there's some training involved in that, but it's more of exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. think or swim here's your three yeah. day server class go take your tables yeah you know, it's probably even worse now with what's going on we can't find staff but right. neither, neither here nor there glad i'm not there yeah. so you know i when i came on board six years ago i was that person that mm -hmm. i was overwhelmed i was it wasn't physically overwhelming because I could work 10, 12 hour shifts, do 20,000 steps, run a restaurant. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem for me. But mentally, it was just, 
wow. I, like I got slapped in the face and I sat there and I said, you know, I went through the training and it wasn't me doing the training, obviously, six years mm -hmm. ago. Um, and, and I said, you know, I just gave some perspective and said, hey, why don't we try it this way? Um, because I was that person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I had a little bit of a training background because prior to the restaurant industry, I worked for, ironically, uh, Mr. Greer in a different <laughs> business prior to the drug testing world, um, where I was uh, the, the head of the food safety training department. So it was kind of similar to the drug testing industry in the fact that if you're not in the food safety the world, you don't know about it kind of a thing. Right, um, right. But there are regulations that some states have where there are certain requirements you need to have, mm -hmm. certain training classes and certifications that restaurant managers or food handlers have to have. So with that, you know, that core of compliance in my previous life, I kind of took it and translated the food safety world into drug testing. I kind of came up with, you know, our program now after I, exactly what you said walked in and got thrown into the deep end and said hey right. yeah after the second day jim's like you ready to go on the phones i'm not, I'm not gonna say no <laughs> right yes <laughs> we don't do that anymore yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah now funny. you you had that history of alcohol compliance mm -hmm. uh right back in the yes. day and uh, so you've always been your head has always been wrapped a bit around compliance mm -hmm. um but it's interesting to note that even through the transition this was like a wow and mm -hmm. i think one of the reasons that happens to us and you may or may not agree with me but um because there's so many what ifs in the mm -hmm. drug test collection. You know, mm -hmm. certain other types of compliance, it is what it is. It's, it's mm -hmm. one way and not that you don't have any eventualities, but with us, the things that can, a person can deal with in a day are as varied as the human exactly. <laughs> personality type, you know, they're all over the map. And uh, so I think that is one of the challenges. And I think what you are doing is you're providing your people with a safety net in a sense of learning, hearing, listening, getting exposed to the group discussions and the staff meeting. Um, they get to observe so much of that up front. And if they are any kind of paying attention, mm -hmm. by the time you put them through the paces, they probably have a lot of the answers already for, oh, I heard someone say, this is what mm -hmm. you do in a shy bladder, or I've seen that yeah. happen already. Wow. So um, I love that. I love that model. Now, um, you've been doing that for, what did you say, eight years? Uh, yeah, what's well, eight years total, but six years taken over the training. So yeah. About eight okay. Years, yeah. Okay. And um, so now when you do do you have people that you have to do error correction training for? Do you handle that hands-on yourself? Um, what does it look like when you have collector mistakes? I, ha I guess what I'm asking is, let me uh -huh. let me clarify my question. How do you maintain quality controls? Uh, just being a, a, a pit bull, but not in a china shop. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, a controlled pit bull. But um, again, well, one is one is the training program. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. I have staff, which is a good thing, not all of them. Mm -hmm. They consistently ask me, when am I going to get trained? When am I going to get trained? Because everybody's trained mm -hmm. and they all want to, you know, we provide our staffs with some perks that they not only can do collections here at our corporate office or our other office in Cape Canaveral, but if there's any on sites where they could travel, mm -hmm. then if they want to, as long as they're certified and I sign off on it, they have the ability to travel 
and see other parts of the country and do on-site collections. And that's how our, a lot of our staff, you know, promote that. Hey, when am I, when am I ready? When am I ready? Mm-hmm. You're not ready yet. Trust me. You'll, you're start. ready when I, I you, but, mm-hmm. and we get them all trained. So that's a good thing. So that's number one is again, we have that buy-in that they want to do it. Um, number two, the majority of our collections are here in the office. Mm-hmm. So every time a collection comes in, they all know mm-hmm. that I'm right down the hall. Mm-hmm. Meet me on the phone at this in the office. Call me if you have a question. Mm-hmm. But don't if you're not sure, don't guess. Don't remember. Don't guess mm-hmm. because that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And they're really good at that. I mean, they'll all, you know, uh, come to me with questions because I oh I told them the, I told them the first person that could stump me with the question of her collection, mm-hmm. I'll give them fifty bucks cash. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> But they try. They get right. all these calls like, uh, hey, I got this situation. What do you think? And then they have, they have the, the rules and they're like, oh, you're right. You got it. Yeah. Um, but they try. So they, they yeah. buy in. Um, so it's really just uh, ongoing uh, monitoring of them, letting them know that it's okay to ask a question. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not, to not know everything. But it's important to know that if you're not sure, mm-hmm. one, I always tell them, read the instructions on the back of the sheet. Cause that's what mm-hmm. it's there for. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Um, right. And they're, you know, they're posted everywhere in the, um, but I also do little things like I've made um, little, you know, training aids that they can, mm-hmm. you know, shy bladder. What do we do? Flip to this page. And it outlines oh, cool. the, the cool. troubled collection. So I try to take parts of part 40 that uh, I know as, as collectors throughout the industry have issues with and, and try to make little cheat sheets or guides so that way, if you don't know, yes. you know where to find the answer. You, you've got a, something to fall back on. You exactly. know, and I think that's another key piece is what, what you just said, and I want to pull it out and highlight it. It's okay to ask questions. Um, I've been in environments, not just drug testing, but all types of work environments where, you know, everyone says the same thing. There are no dumb questions, mm. but then you will hear people in response to a question treat someone like they're stupid. Mm-hmm. or demean them, or maybe even laugh about it behind their back. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my, my style of being in the world is when I observe that, mm-hmm. I go, I'm not going to make that mistake. Exactly. So, you know, and so the fact that there, it, there truly, purely are no dumb questions, mm-hmm. and you give people the dignity and respect, and really the safety mm-hmm. to be able to, um, to ask any question and and you know i i also been there where you you're like oh gosh i should have known that one because if i would have thought through that logically it's right there in the rules but sometimes when we're faced with an individual and it's a weird we like our brain freezes Mm -hmm. for a second and we don't relate you know this step to that step so um i'm glad that you do that for people that Mm -hmm. is you know it's a kindness but it's also a great way of teaching and allowing them to learn in that capacity is is a huge gift. So it's it's no wonder that you guys have a tremendous amount of staff loyalty. I love that when I come and and visit your site, there's familiar faces, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, okay, this person has been here five years now, mm-hmm. four years, three, yep. you know, I, I see them every time I, like I walk it. in the door. Um, I, I think that's great. So what is your absolute aside from training what's your absolute favorite part about being in drug and alcohol testing oh wow that's a great question Uh, i've never thought about it from that respect but uh i would say 
to me, it is the fact of not every day is the same. Um, but more importantly than that is the fact that we kind of, although I say we as a, a, at least speaking for my company, we try to, to truly help people. Mm-hmm. We don't try to, and I can give you extensive examples, but I can give you the most common example. You know, people call up all the time. They don't know what they need. They don't know why they need it. Be easy for me to train my staff and say, well, then just sell them the most expensive test. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what we're here for. We're here to ask questions on what you need because I don't want to be perceived as a company that doesn't care mm-hmm. and say, well, you don't know what you need. So I'm going to sell you a 12 panel hair as opposed to a five panel when that's really all you needed. Right. So I think it's, it's, it's the, the fact that we as a, as a company, as a team can really be a part of making an un, an uneasy or uh, a situation that I want to be in a little mm-hmm. bit more comfortable, mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, uh, of a help than they're mm-hmm. currently receiving because the majority of individuals in the drug testing industry don't aren't told what they need why they need it other than the fact that it better get done or else this is going to happen you know you're so right about that we often get calls from people who are standing on a straight corner in washington dc somewhere around 16th avenue Mm -hmm. and they call our 800 number and they're like i need a drug test and i don't know where to go and it Mm -hmm. says you're here somewhere in this vicinity can we stop by? Well, of course, that office that we maintain in DC, mm-hmm. it's a working office. It's an office share. So we can mm-hmm. be there when we can be there, but we don't do drug testing there. Mm-hmm. And um, nor do we here. We're for the members that do. But yes. I am continuously shocked by how they're just handed a piece of paper and told to go take care of this. Mm-hmm. They're not given instructions on where to go, how to get that mm-hmm. done, what it's going to look like. I mean, it really exactly. is. Um, people just get left out there. So um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. That's something that you value is the yes. you know, yeah. people. Many times I have been, you know, like run ragged and I'm like, John Burgos, call this person and help them find a place <laughs> yeah. to get their drug test. <laughs> but, um, if, if they've got time to stick with me and do some meeting, yeah. but yeah, it's, um, you're right. And, and that's, I think this always comes back to everyone that I interview, one thing we have in common is the heart for the mission of how mm-hmm. we help people. So I love it that you said that. What do you think is one of the most frustrating things about being in this industry as a whole, not your day-to-day job, but where do you think we could really stand to improve? Uh, I really think we could stand to improve on the training aspect or some mm-hmm. type of standardized training, or I don't want to say accountability, but, almost bordering on accountability for for collectors and collection sites that that don't do the due diligence correctly mm-hmm. yeah, i think that there should be some type of uh, again nothing negative but a, but a but a standard right that should be out there uh and that that the industry uh, uh kind of doesn't just create mm-hmm. as a term uh, but really, really, uh, you know, abide by. I, mm-hmm. I think that's, and again, I don't look at it as a necessarily a negative. I just look at it as a, as a opportunity that being a part of Indesa and being a part of, you know, my company that maybe in the future, that's something that could happen. Yeah. So it's exciting. I look at it as an opportunity rather than, than a, than a kind of a frustrating part, but mm-hmm. that's where I would say is what I would, you know, kind of like, like to focus my efforts on, 
uh, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, there's an email sitting in my email box right now that um, came in this morning from one of our members who is saying, how can we get some standardization? Mm -hmm. Because I'm using collectors all over the country and they don't know what they're doing and this isn't right and they mess up tests and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, you know, can we report people? I mean, and, and I hear that all the time. And like mm -hmm. I mentioned on town hall, you know, even in the, I believe it's the HHS, um, maybe it's SAMHSA, the description of the weaknesses of this program I, I hate it every time that I see it, but it's the collector's the weakest link. Mm -hmm. And it is exactly because of what we're saying in this conversation. It's mm -hmm. a lack of training. Mm -hmm. And that's why I felt like talking to you about this was so mm -hmm. very important because whenever you say, Joe, I don't have that problem, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How can that be? So you are very right about that. Um, well, what do you think is, and I'm, I, you know, I never prep anybody for the interview and I always tell them I don't send <laughs> questions in advance. So I'm sorry if I'm throwing hardballs at you, but what is the most exciting thing to you that's on the horizon that you're looking forward to in the next couple of years, whether that's in the industry as a whole or uh, projects that Indesa has going on? Uh, I'll give, I'll give two. I, I'm, I'm excited about, uh, the final rules coming out for the alternative specimens, yes. uh, specifically, you know, we know oral fluids probably going to be a lot quicker than hair mm -hmm. based on how they were written, but that's a topic for another day. Yeah. But I'm super excited about that just because I believe that that's going to allow us as collectors or, or even trucking companies or people in the industry to, to, again, get it down to eliminate the, 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 the quote unquote, attempting to cheat or adulterate kind of right. thing that's going on right now. So I'm super excited about that, how that's going to implement kind of selfishly, what kind of training is going to look like to see mm -hmm. if we can do that. So that's right. kind of my real reason for it. Um, Cause I get to retrain everybody again. Right. Um, but I'm also excited about, uh, you know, the, what Indesa has going on, especially with the, um, their, their training portal, uh, that they've you've all been promoting uh, that we were uh, spearheading as well and helping, uh, you know, during the testing phase and how that's really going to, you know, at least for our members, mm -hmm. they're, they're going to love it and they're going to use it. Mm -hmm. But hopefully it could it could be a grassroots of, of maybe potentially being that that standard that we talked about. Moving yes, forward. Those are kind of the things that I'm I'm looking forward to. Exactly. And I mean, I wish I could convey to people in you know two to three sentences but you just can't do it they'd be very mm. long sentences what <laughs> went into making sure that that training is the best of the best and mm. uh, with all of the experts that feed into our programs uh, we leave no stone unturned to make sure that the information is accurate and compliant mm. and you know thorough uh, well, I don't want to fail to mention that accredited drug testing is a preferred provider for Indesa. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really think it's so important for our members to know that, A, we have preferred providers. If you go to our website, indesa.com, uh, and hover over join, there's a drop down and uh, um, preferred providers is there on the list. If you click on it, we have three, soon to be five. Um, I'm very excited about bringing on uh, number four and five. And uh, every one of our preferred providers offers Indesa members some kind of incentive. Mm -hmm. And accredited drug testing um, has on here, members can receive 
15 minutes of free consulting on a range of services, including how to start and manage a TPA business, marketing and sales program creation, and how to effectively operate a drug testing collection facility. And the member will also receive a 10% discount on all services provided. Mm -hmm. And uh, what a great deal that is. That 15 minutes of consulting, you may think, well, what can I be taught in 15 minutes? Let me tell you an awful lot. Um, I, it, it would be, I mean, you know, Mr. Greer did a webinar for us, I think it was just about a year ago on how to effectively start and manage your drug testing business. And I mean, it was one of the most well attended. Mm -hmm. He was so gracious to stick with people for their Q&A. Many people called him and emailed him afterward. Mm -hmm. And he, you guys have set up a model. I mean, you've set up a real model and you're willing to um, share that uh, with, with us. And uh, so I think that's a huge gift. So thank you guys for um, jumping in and being willing to help others in the industry to help lift all of us up uh, because you know we do we are capitalists around here we mm -hmm, do believe yeah. in competition mm -hmm. and um and so you have a very well established competitive edge um mm -hmm. that i think is recognized as also being um thoroughly you know uh, saturated because yes. someone was just telling me yesterday I search for drug testing businesses in my community and this accredited drug testing pops up first. And I'm like, yep, Mr. Gerd does his SEO. Um, so, you know, you're, you're competitive, but you are also here to help everybody. Um, and it's a gift to be able to have that balance. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. Right. Um, any final thoughts you want to leave us with today, John? Uh, final thoughts. Uh, I would say one thing I forgot to mention, and I think it's important whether it's compliance, training, training for compliance, or just life in general, always explain the why. Because if you don't explain the why, they're never going to buy in and understand what you're trying to show them um, and how it relates. But other than that, I really, I just really was a pleasure to be on here, um, to be a part of uh, this great industry and also this great association. Um, we will be doing a, I'll let you know, we will be doing a free webinar for our clients um, on the clearinghouse. So we will open it up to members as well. So I'll oh, send cool. you the link. Okay. Uh, I'll be doing that probably in the next, don't tell Jim, cause he'll make me do it faster, but probably <laughs> within the next two, two weeks, if not right after Thanksgiving, okay. um, we'll be doing that. So I'll send you some information on that, but more importantly, you know, thank you for what you do for the association. Thank you for what you do for my team, mm -hmm. because you know, anytime we call you and say, Hey, Joe, uh, uh, I'm tired of talking about stuff. Can you come talk about something? <laughs> You're always on a plane. So, so thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Um, and thank you so much for uh, keeping our association moving in the right direction. Well, thank you. And I, it's truly a pleasure to work with you and, and your team. But uh, you and I have been, I've, I've said for many years, my real colleague in the industry is John Burgos. He's mm -hmm. like my coworker. He's just not in the next room. But, um, <laughs> but thank you for that. And um, I, I also wanted to say, speaking of one thing you forgot, we cannot neglect to kind of put a pin in this whole thing with the fact that your trainers also need to be trained. Mm -hmm. um, and that is, we kind of glossed over it because I think for you and I, it's a given. I'm a trained mm -hmm. trainer. You're a trained trainer. We get that. Okay. But 
if your trainers aren't trained properly and don't know what they're doing, then that can be your fatal flaw exactly. in the first place. So exactly. let's not forget that too. Well, John, thank you so much. It, I agree with you. It's been a pleasure. It's been a good time. I'm sad we can't uh, hang out here for about another hour, but we both have jobs to do. So <laughs> we got to get back to work. But I know our members will really appreciate um, this treasure trove of information that you've shared. So thank you for your time. And um, again, love working with you and appreciate all that you do for Indesa and for our industry. Thanks, John. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Drug-Free Business MRO Services is now a preferred provider to Indesa members. Fast turnaround, 24-7 MRO review, and reporting to federal and non-DOT drug tests directly to you and your client's dashboard. Indesa's members set up and annual membership fees are waived, saving you $150 per year. You and your clients get complimentary access to the $49 live two-hour reasonable suspicion training for supervisors with certificates of completion. Drug-Free Business has three certified MROs, three certified MRO staff members, and three CSAPA experts to answer your questions and assist you and your clients. You can reach out to Drug-Free Business MRO Services at 1-800-598-3437 or clientservice at drugfreebusiness.org. Thank you for listening to the Indesa Members Memo. Subscribe to hear all of our podcasts and join Indesa to access all of our professional industry resources. Visit us at ndasa.com.